Rounding a bend in the country road, they came into view again. I could not take my eyes from them. I was riveted. I felt as if I had personally discovered them, as if I were the first person to have seen them in over a thousand years. There was a farm on the same side of the road, and access to the field involving walking up about fifty metres of muddy lane past the farmyard. Going up that lane, I was struggling to hold back a strange and annoying timidity that always seems to afflict me at the prospect of committing even the least infraction while visiting a foreign country, even something as harmless as this trespass. At any moment I expected to hear, and then see, the farmer's ragged black Alsatian barking and straining to get at me on the end of its very long chain. I started going through in my head what I would say to the farmer when he appeared, with his shotgun, beside the dog. Best to speak in English. Confuse him. But I got to the end of the lane and turned left through the gate into the field unchallenged, and set out on the long trudge through the snow towards them. They stood further apart than they had appeared from the bus, with maybe fifteen metres separating them. Both were much taller than I had expected. Both were distinctly phallic or mushroom-shaped. I walked between them and squatted down in front of them, first one, then the other, and stroked the little fringe of rubble that surrounded them above the snow at the base. I stood on tiptoe before them and touched as high up on their faces as I could with my fingertips. I slid my palms up and down their narrow edges. I breathed on them. I whispered to them. I walked around and around them. I studied them and photographed them from every angle, and was only mildly disappointed to find no trace on either one of a Viking longship or a band of runic carving. And when there was no other possible way I could think of to engage with them, I closed my eyes and just stood there in front of them for a moment or two, and glowed with happiness. I had just met the Bro stones. They stand about a mile or two kilometres northeast of Bro Church, about a half-hour bus ride out from the medieval town of Visby on the Baltic island of Gotland. According to tourist legend, these were two women who began arguing on their way to church one Sunday, whom God had turned to stone as a punishment. But that's a post-conversion explanation, and a good example of the way the early church tried to give God credit for everything. Those bro stones have been standing in exactly the same place, in exactly that same field, for at least the last 1,400 years. They're blind stones. That's the general term used for Gotland picture stones, on which the images and all narrative trace of whatever story they once told, of forgotten heroes and dead gods, lost epics, obsolete religious practices and arcane beliefs, has been obliterated by the weathering of the years. Walking away from the stones, over and over again turning back to look at them, I made a deliberate attempt to impress upon myself the significance of what I had just seen. Man-made things. Artifacts of huge significance to those who made them and to those who passed them by. But meaning what? Here, I said to myself, is an image of the silence in which most of Scandinavian history, not to say human history, is enshrouded. Do they symbolise fallacies? Are they massive erections bursting up through the earth's crust in search of congress with the upper air? 
Are they from a time when people thought the earth was male and the sky female? Or did their shapes represent gateways through which one might gain entry to another world? If so, I thought, they are gateways to a world we can never enter, made by a people with whom we can no longer communicate. I had been on my way to see the famous stone at the museum at Bunga, in the north of Gotland, when I spied these two from my seat on the bus, and on impulse pulled the stop cable. The Bunga stone is richly and intricately illustrated, and is deservedly one of the most famous picture stones in the world. It was first on the list of stones I intended to see during my two-week stay on the island. These bro stones were different. They moved me in a different way. The Bunga stone was kept under lock and key in an open-air museum. The bro stones had been taking their chances.